Hey, DJ Fluck here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. There's a lot of people in the sports world nowadays athletes, media personalities, bloggers, podcasters, video producers, influencers all with amazing stories to share about how they got to where they are today and where they're going tomorrow. I'm DJ Fluke, and along with my partners, Kate Thompson. I'm sorry, I didn't go to a college that has football teams, so sometimes I space out. And Jillian Fisher. Hey! Oh my gosh, I alerted my pug, and he's like, oh no, don't bark, please don't bark. We're here to share those stories in something we like to call StadiumScene.tv's main event. Hey, before we get started, this episode was also recorded as a video, which is available on YouTube via the description of this podcast episode. Otherwise, enjoy the show. So, Kate, we posted our first rerun last week. We made, yeah. it, we made it a year before having to go into rerun, so that's more than most most people can do so out of us and technically it had bonus like an extra bonus three minutes of me talking at the very beginning so there was some new content oh i'm sorry for all of our listeners see kate doesn't know this because she doesn't ever listen to the final (laughs) episode she doesn't watch any of it why Uh, do i need to rehear what was said i already heard it it's called practicing you learn from your mistakes you learn how to get better Make the same mistake over and over again for something new. I believe they uh it's not the definition of insanity or madness. What's what's the line? Yeah, like, probably. If, if you do uh, it over and over yeah. again expecting a different result, that's just you're just mad. Anyway, so we're back. We uh we haven't done a 10 minute swift episode in a while, so we'll uh introduce the we'll call the editor of She Writes Sports. Please welcome Emily Corbett. Emily, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So right right before we, we get into our, our usual line of questioning, um, we actually, our, our last live guest with us um, sent- Wait, we've had dead ones? Well, live as in it's not a rerun. Thank you, Kate. Can we turn the carpet cleaner back on downstairs so we can mute Kate? For- no! Oh. No, Kate, the, the unit apparently below her is getting carpet cleaning done, so it might get very loud, just, just warning everybody. But anyway, um, Emily's actually worked with our previous guest, Emily Williams, and she sent me this, uh, this awesome Lady Fleet shirt, and uh, thank you, Emily, so proud of I got uh, one, too. You got one, too, but you didn't wear yours. I didn't get the memo. There was no memo. So uh, now that we've wasted time before even asking question one, so Emily, 
Why did you start um, your own blog? So it kind of has a story before my actual story. I'm a full-time college student. And in one of my classes, we had to design a website based on a special interest. So like some people did photography or fashion and things like that. And I knew that sports was a field I wanted to get into. So I made it a sports website and we had to do blog posts for a grade and things like that. And then, you know, it was a really fun project. I loved it. It was a semester long type deal. And then the semester ended and I was kind of unsure what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to continue writing to, for sports in some degree, but I didn't really know where to start. My website was just for a grade. So I didn't really know what I needed for a live published website. So I reached out to the website Sports is Told by a Girl. I did a couple pieces there and I really gained a lot of insight and got to meet some fantastic people digitally, of course, you know, in the sports world. And so I decided to launch my website in April of 2020. And when I was coming up with it, I wanted it to be somewhat unique from all of the, the hundreds of thousands of sports blogs that are out there. So I wanted to make it, you know, based on, you know, giving a platform for women in this industry who, you know, aren't, you know, quote, professionals, but want to get their voice out there and love to write and love sports and just want to share the things they enjoy. So, Kate, I'm going to jump in real quick. Did you ever have a website that you had, like, what was the first website you had to create? I'm very curious. Uh, me or Kate? No, for, for Kate, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> for me? Yes, like, what, what was the first website you had to create? You know, Emily said that this was a college assignment. Where, what was your first website that you had to make? Stadium scene. Re really? You never had to make a website in college? Nope. Probably skipped that class somehow. I made a robot. It followed lines. I programmed things, just not websites. Look at you with your sophisticated... I guess you could consider MySpace because you know like you had to do all the coding to make yours look really good. That's before well, my time. So. I, never, I never got... It is my... Actually, I never had a MySpace. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I, was say, well, I don't know what you're even talking about. I, I'm, I'm of that age and I never, I never got into MySpace. Uh, yeah, neither did I. It wasn't, a, I didn't want to rank my friends. I, I actually got into college right when Facebook was starting to branch out to other colleges. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sign up for my email address so I get a Facebook account. And then look what, look what that did to us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> so, Kate, I'm going to turn it over to you for the next question. So what should a new reader expect to find on your site? What type of content? Is it interviews, stories? Uh, we do a little bit of everything. Most of our content recently has been very interview-based. We've had the opportunity to talk to professional athletes, wives of professional athletes, people in leadership positions in sports, and it's been really great. And then just your regular run-of-the-mill sports content. Like before the NFL season, I did like a divisional recap breakdown of who's going to win what division mostly wrong thank you 2020 nfl season <laughs> uh but all sorts of stuff and we try to keep it unique i don't want to put out the same things that everyone else is putting out everyone you know you can get stats at espn you know not everyone wants to read the same stories over and over again like i just did a piece comparing 
professional baseball players to characters in Twilight for the baseball theme in Twilight. And it was one of my more favorite things I've done. So we try to keep it unique, but I'd say a majority of our content is interview-based. I got Kate's attention. I have to ask again, Kate, did you actually read the Twilight books? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I was a Harry Potter person. Yeah, didn't do that either. DJ doesn't read, so. That is not I true. didn't read any of them. You're right, DJ, you're right. I've been sending children's books to his house. So that is he's true. getting there. Yep. You know, Elmo learns to potty. We're uh, we're almost mastered that. So, oh, about time. Baby steps. <laughs> so let, let's. Um, I, I'm going to deviate here. Uh, you know, you, you talk about you. You previewed the NFL season, and it, it didn't go very well with your your predictions. But if you really look at it, most of these people, you look back at the experts, the, the people they call experts. They get them. They're really bad. Uh, and especially when you get into like the draft for the NFL, especially the NFL draft and you get the, you know, the, the experts out there and they're like, this guy's a can't miss prospect. He's going to be in the hall of fame and he's out of the league in two years. Like, I, you know, when people criticize people for missing that as, you know, a, a, a blogger or, you know, when you're giving your picks in your podcast, it's like, so what? <laughs> I picked the red team. Yeah, it is. It's a wildly unpredictable thing, especially with the last year of how things have gone. It's just, you can't predict anything. You know, not, everything's up for debate. Nothing, nothing is locked in at all. So did I expect the NFC East to be that terrible? No, <laughs> I didn't. I wish someone would have told me, but no, I didn't. I mean, yeah, it can be, you can face a lot of criticism with that kind of stuff of, you know, you, you can't get this right. So what can you get right? And it's, you know, the, it's doubled on for the women, women in this field, you get, well, right. what do you know? You don't know. What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. And it can become frustrating. And then like, I look back at older pieces I've written on like prediction based stuff. I did one uh, before the world series, the year the nationals won. So off, so far off, not even close. Did not. I think I had the Nationals gone in the wild card. And it's just, you can never predict these things. You can just, you can read as much stats as you want and you can do as much research as you want and see what the quote experts are saying, but you're never most likely going to ever be 100% accurate. So I'm, you know, this may fall into question three with the, the piece of advice question that we ask, but you, know, you did bring up the the point of you know being being a woman in this industry obviously is not very common. There's extra trolling, we'll call it, to be nice uh, that, that occurs being a, a woman writing predictions. And I've seen you know you share some of the the trolling that you you do get on your like your Instagram story, and it's it's pretty funny. You know what? How how do you? Since obviously I cannot relate to to this, how do you take that? Like what? What's your advice to somebody, especially you know, a woman who wants to break into this industry and, and you know, fears the, the criticism and, and, and the trolling that happens? Like, how, how do you handle that? I'd say know your worth, first of all. The people who are 
replying to you and trolling you or whatever, most of the time are, have not even done anything close to what you have done so far in your career. So they, if they, most of the time they will never stack up close enough to you. So you just have to, you know, be patient and read these things. And I can't even tell you the amount of times I've typed out a tweet and then I saved it in my draft and I never sent it. I just, I think giving yourself a cooling off period and not being so reactionary will help. And it, it just, it builds on down the line. Like the more troll comments I get and weird DMs that I get and things like that, it's gotten easier to deal with because I realized that these people for the most part are wildly insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> that is called pounding your critics down. That's awesome. I, I'm actually, I, what? Yes. How's your desk? Uh, you should ask more about my hand more than my desk. Nah, I care more about your desk. The desk is fine. It's quality okay. IKEA wood. So, okay. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, I was. Um, oh, I was. Yeah. Okay. I know where I was going to go. So I'm currently reading a book about uh, you know putting yourself out there on YouTube and the and the, the, the I can't remember the title of it, which is pretty bad, but I just started it the other night. In the first chapter, they, they talk about, you know, the number one fear for people not going out there is they don't want to see the criticism. They don't want to have to deal with the trolls and, and deal with the, the negative critique, whether it's valid or not. And one of the examples they showed in the book was uh, a, a particular user who I, you know, and they're pretty popular in some other field and, and, and they're a woman um, and they get a, an exceptionally high amount of, of sexist trolling that, that occurs on the feed. And she takes the strategy of directly engaging with them and says that nine out of 10 times when I directly engage him, either there's no response or they end up apologizing. And they said the most shocking part of the apology is that, oh, I was just doing this for attention. I didn't think you'd actually read my comment. <laughs> it's just like people get a life. I don't know. But anyway, um, back on target, maybe, maybe you answered this already, but, you know, share a piece of advice you've learned since you've, you've started blogging. I'd say set goals for yourself, but also, you know, be easy on yourself. Don't overwork or overdo it to achieve these goals. Like, like I said, I'm a full-time college student and we're also living in a quite difficult time right now. So I try to not be so hard on myself. I try to set goals. Like I look ahead for the month, what's happening in sports, you know, baseball's coming back. We're in March madness. So there's a lot of room for content, but also I'm in a very heavy month academically. I have a lot of assignments due this month. So I set a goal of about three to five posts per month for myself. Cause I have seven other writers who write for me. So I don't I'm no, I don't carry the weight of all the content that has to be produced. So I'd say set a goal for yourself and give yourself a range. Don't be like, I need this much, this amount, this time, this date, whatever. Give yourself a range of time, whatever you need. So you're not overdoing yourself and you give yourself a time to just do your best work. Because if you're overwhelmed and you're overworking yourself, you're not going to be putting out your best work. And it's going to be even more frustrating when you look back on it and you read it and you realize, this sucks. This is not good. And I've done that countless of times. So you just need to give yourself a break and stop being your own hardest critic. 
It's actually our when we, I replayed the uh, re-released an episode and I put my commentary at the beginning. I, that's literally how my monologue was. And like, well, this was really frustrating to listen to. It's just like this is, you know, we've come a, a long way in two years. I, I broke rule number one of you know knowing who you're interviewing and the talking points. And I you know, during the introduction. I mispronounced the name of the clothing line they own. It had to be corrected by them. And it's just, oh, what a rookie mistake that was. But well, yeah, I mean, you, you make the mistakes and you learn from them. Yeah, I can't count the amount of times I was overwhelmed and I was writing something or editing something. And then I go back and I reread it and there's like these typos or like this formatting error or like just something looks off. And I get so frustrated. It's like, why didn't you catch that the first time? It's so simple, but. You just need to be easy on yourself and not do too much at one time. So where can our listeners find you? So we are online at SheWritesSports.com and all of our socials are also SheWritesSports, except our Twitter at, it's SheWrites, and then there's no, the S for Writes and Sports is the same. There's only one S because that username was already taken, but everything else is SheWritesSports written out how it's spelled. Uh, we have a YouTube channel set up. If you search for it, you'll find it. There's no content there presently, but that is we are coming up in the spring. We are subscribed to it. We'll be ready when it comes out. Thank you. It should be, um, I'm leaning towards May. There we go. So when we do, uh, you do that, we'll, uh, we'll get the announcement out there. You really missed Thank an you. opportunity there. You could have been like, it's going to be May and be like, oh in my sync. God. Well, now I know how I'm going to announce it. So. Thank you. <laughs> Way to go. No. Uh, so, so before we wrap up, Kate, do you, do you want to know what my first website was? Yes, I do. I don't think I've ever even told you this. this so my, my first website was actually before YouTube. And um, we... Uh, MTV's Jackass was extremely popular at the time. So my, uh, my friends and I, we, we bought this camcorder uh, and, and made these like Jackass type videos of us like lighting stuff on fire and lighting, like lighting each other on fire. Uh, and, you know, and, and we'd make these videos and, um, and we'd upload them right to the website. And, you know, because it was dial up era, it would take like 20 minutes to load one video. So um, it didn't really take off, but let's just say we were YouTube before YouTube existed. So does this site still exist? No, this exact, this site has not existed in 15 years. I'm kind of disappointed. And much of the footage has been, um, we'll say destroyed. But not all. How do I get my hands on the footage that is not deleted? It may be on this property somewhere, but that's all I'm going to say. Okay. The, you know. the, the other problem that you're going to run into is that you will need to find a camcorder with this ancient technology type to be able to view it. Yes, it's a tape. It's not a VCR tape. It's not that old, but it's, it's one of those little, little tiny tapes. So. Don't Wait, worry, I'm texting your wife. Please don't. Oh, I am. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've even never told her about that either. <laughs> I did. I think I have told her about the time I did light my shoe on fire uh, while I was still wearing them. I, uh, that. 
no, I, I, it was a really stupid thing, but 18 year old me thought it was hilarious and it kind of was funny, but what we did was we, we used to do these campfires in a backyard and we had like grill, like charcoal lighter fluid and we'd spray the lighter fluid all over the shoe. And then we'd stick our foot in the campfire and then we'd run around with the, the shoes on fire. On that note, before any <laughs> young children in our audience get any ideas. Yes, yes, disclaimer. Do not do that. Do not do that, children. Or Please adult. add that in the editing or post-editing. Uh, you know, I'm just going to grab the jackass warning that they used to put before. It's like, warning, these are people are trained to be professionals. Don't do this at home. Yes, on, please on, do. On that note, Emily, thank you again for being on the show today. I am sure it was a very educational experience for you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was the first time I've been asked to be interviewed instead of asking someone else for an interview. So it was interesting. Hey, you know, that's what we do. We, uh, yeah. we go against the grain. So again, the, uh, the site is shewritesports.com. So, and Kate, remember, check out stadiumscene.tv, subscribe to us on YouTube, or give us a follow at Stadium Scene on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, or TikTok and at stadium underscore scene on Instagram. And we will see you next time. 